Live from 89.3 WFPL News in Louisville, I'm Rip Reinhardt. Police began pushing back protesters with tear gas before the 9 p.m. curfew during last night's demonstrations. LMPD Assistant Chief of Police Lavita Chavis says police had the legal right to declare the protest an unlawful assembly because protest organizers didn't have a permit and they were blocking the streets. She addressed the issue during a briefing with Mayor Fisher. LMPD could have legally taken those steps a lot earlier than we did. And it wasn't until we became concerned for the safety of the community and the safety of our officers that we declared it to be an unlawful gathering and we determined to shut it down prior to the curfew. She said LMPD had information that some people came to do harm. Louisville Metro Council member Bill Hollander pushed back on this on Twitter, saying that you can't ask people to protest peacefully and justify using tear gas because they don't have a permit. From 89.3 WFPL News in Louisville, I'm Rip Reinhardt. As we just heard in a news conference with Mayor Greg Fisher, Louisville Metro Police Chief Steve Conrad has been relieved of his duties in the wake of a shooting death last night. Business owner David McAtee was shot by law enforcement officers at 26th and Broadway. The officers, which included LMPD and members of the National Guard, said they were fired on first by a group of people in the parking lot. Fisher also announced that the body cameras of the law enforcement officers involved were not turned on. He played video of the confrontation and said that two of the LMPD officers who were involved last night have been placed on administrative leave pending investigation. Assistant Chief of Police Robert Schroeder will leave the department in the interim. Fisher also announced the city's evening curfew will extend through June 8th. Hundreds of protesters gathered at 26th Street and Broadway today in an impromptu vigil for David McAtee, who was killed by authorities last night, as we just mentioned. WFPL's Ryan Van Belser has more. For a minute and a half, a crowd of hundreds fell silent with their fists raised in the air as the family of David McAtee viewed his body, still at the same location where he was shot to death by authorities just after midnight on Monday. In the moments following, a woman sang Amazing Grace. Amid the crowd, people handed out water bottles and broke into spontaneous moments of affection. People hugging police, hugging each other with tears in their eyes. Around 2.30 in the afternoon, police kept the promise they made to the crowd and left the scene, following the removal of McAtee's body. The crowd rejoiced and protest leaders declared the act a small victory amid a larger effort. Here's Emmanuel Mitchell. Today, we conquered a territory that they thought that they owned. I'm Ryan Van Delzer in Louisville. The weekend of protests in Louisville started and ended with gunfire. In between, anger about the police killing of Breonna Taylor joined with outrage over what many saw as escalating police force. Eleanor Klibanoff from the Kentucky Center for Investigative Reporting looks at where things stand. After four nights of protests, the already tattered trust between police and Black Louisville residents seems to have reached a breaking point. It was a weekend of tear gas and vandalism, peaceful protests and pepper balls. And then, around midnight on Sunday, law enforcement made the decision to leave downtown, the site of the protests, and go to the Russell neighborhood, where a group of people were violating the citywide curfew. So they had like four or five bands, the, the Humvee, then all these police cars were coming, and then they just hopped out. Lynn Berry was hanging out in the parking lot of Dino's Food Mart a little after midnight with, she estimated, probably 100 people. Maybe we were violating the curfew, but we wasn't protesting. We was, I mean, we, they wasn't doing anything that we don't normally do on a Sunday night. 
Police say someone shot at the officers when they started to clear the crowd. The officers fired back and hit David McAtee, a local business owner known as the Barbecue Man. I know him because he cooks. about food. He's always in the neighborhood. He's, not, he's just a, a natural figure that's always right here. Over the course of Monday morning, hundreds gathered at the site of the shooting. Police in riot gear blocked the scene of the crime, where McAtee's body remained for more than 12 hours. Though there was chanting and a few signs, this was not a protest. It was a community outpouring of grief over the deaths of McAtee and Breonna Taylor and so many more. Everyone had a story about being harassed by the police, about being stopped and searched, about fearing for their sons' and daughters' lives. That's what brought them all downtown originally on Thursday night. The protest started peaceful. Police gave everyone a wide berth as they gathered in front of Metro Hall. But around 11.30 p.m., gunfire came from inside the crowd, wounding seven people. In response to the gun violence, police cracked down, releasing tear gas and pepper balls to disperse the crowds. Friday night went much the same. Peaceful protests gave way to some acts of vandalism, and very quickly, police moved in. Isaiah Pantier, a member of the track team at the University of Louisville, came down to protest peacefully and said he got hit by pepper balls. I said, don't shoot. Yeah, they poop, poop. And but when he first, he was warning shots. So I backed up and said, don't shoot, hands up. Meanwhile, just a few blocks away, the 4th Street corridor was being vandalized and looted. And the police were holding a line blocks away in front of Metro Hall. They eventually arrived long after the worst of the damage had been done. But that property damage became the focus of the story. Here's Mayor Greg Fisher at 1 a.m. on Sunday morning. There is no excuse for the destruction of property we have seen this evening. This is not protest, it is violence. Fisher instituted a curfew, and Governor Andy Bashir sent in the National Guard. On social media and in the crowd, protesters said they were tear-gassed and pepper-balled without warning and before any violence took place. Late Saturday night, LMPD Assistant Chief Levita Chavez said they didn't act until they saw concerning behavior. But I want to know, I want you to know that LMPD could have legally taken those steps a lot earlier than we did. Shortly after, police and the National Guard showed up at Dino's Food Mart, and David McAtee was dead. Back at 26th and Broadway, Carmen Jones is standing on the sidewalk with the crowd. She's 23, and her voice is hoarse from a weekend spent protesting downtown. She said she'd been tear-gassed and pepper-balled repeatedly. Andy, is this how you respond to our pain? Mayor Fisher, is this how you respond to our pain? You're doing this. Violence is not our first language. Violence is their language. She'd come out Thursday for Breonna Taylor. Just four days later, she came out for David McAtee, another person dead. This is supposed to be 2020. What is going on? What is going on? My ancestors did not die and get chained and get beaten and get chased by dogs for me to still have to go through this today. Around 11.30 a.m., Mayor Fisher arrived at the scene of the shooting. He moved quickly through the crowd to embrace McAtee's mother and spoke with her for a few minutes. Some were angry that he left without addressing the crowd, but many also said it was the first time they felt like he was actually responding to what was happening in their community. Chris Will helped organize the crowd today and said Fisher visiting was a good first step. He, he did something that he was supposed to do. We can't take that and say that he didn't come, but now you got to do something else, bro. you got to hold your officers accountable, bro. Later that afternoon, Fisher would announce that the officers' body cameras had not been on at the scene of the shooting. He relieved Chief Steve Conrad of his duties and extended the citywide curfew until June 8th. 
After Fisher left, State Rep. Charles Booker arrived with some pastors from around the community. They spoke with the police, spoke with the protesters, and brokered a tentative peace. The police took off some of their riot gear and said they would leave after the body was removed. The protesters agreed to stay on the sidewalk and stay peaceful. When someone threw a water bottle, the crowd turned on them quickly and shut it down. Some of the people who'd been leading these protests all weekend got the group to quiet down as they waited for the body to be removed. Once everyone was silent, a single clear voice broke through. It had been four long days of protests. People on both sides of that street were battered and bruised and exhausted. Nothing was fixed, so the fight would go on. But for a moment, there was peace. For the Kentucky Center for Investigative Reporting, I'm Eleanor Klibanoff. The fifth consecutive day of protests against police violence in Louisville featured two gatherings. One, a demonstration at Jefferson Square downtown, and the other a large gathering at 26th and Broadway, where a barbecue chef was shot and killed early Monday morning. We have two reports, the first from WFPL's Ryan Van Velzer, the second from Jake Ryan. More than a thousand protesters gathered at Jefferson Square Park to demonstrate in the wake of the deaths of Breonna Taylor, who was killed by police in March, and David Macti, who died at the hands of the National Guard early Monday morning. Protesters knelt in a moment of solidarity before marching down 6th Street to Broadway, where they turned and headed for Macti Barbecue Stand on 26th Street, the site where he was gunned down by authorities less than 24 hours earlier. Cynthia Gnote, a white woman, says she was marching to show solidarity with people of color. She says she feels her place is to show up, listen, and act. It is not up to those who are constantly being oppressed to figure out how to end systemic oppression. Verona Hardeman is a black woman whose family lives in the West End. She heard the commotion and decided to see the protests for herself with her granddaughter and her son. She commented on the many white faces joining in the march. I think this is, that is what is going to take. White people standing up for what's, what's wrong and how we've been treated for years. I really do. I love it. Once the march had reached the site where MACT died, most demonstrators turned around and walked back toward downtown. That said, there were hundreds more already in that spot, hanging out at 26th Street and Broadway. After the march, a few hundred protesters returned to downtown. Up until this point, the police presence had been much, much less noticeable than in recent days. But around 10 p.m., things changed. The mayor says police broke up the protests because shots were fired. I did not hear gunshots, but that doesn't mean they didn't happen. It was a chaotic scene. Police began firing tear gas, flashbangs, and pepper balls. Two police lines formed and marched on protesters, at one point firing tear gas behind them, forcing the protesters to run through it. They also appeared on rooftops, firing down on small clusters of protesters after clearing Jefferson Square Park. Here's what one protester, Christina, saw. 
here, there were people running down the streets that were crying because they were shot with tear gas when we got here. That, and like there was one girl that was like, I can't see, I can't see, I can't see. Within a half hour, police seemed to have retaken downtown. 20 blocks west, police were nowhere to be seen for much of the evening. Jake Ryan has that report. Shortly after 8 p.m., more than a thousand people were crowded at the intersection of 26th and Broadway. They carried signs and honked horns. They embraced and shared tales of David McAtee, the man killed by police just after midnight that day. The night was less protest and more celebration of sorts for McAtee, known around here as Yaya. Ain't nobody asking barbecue better than Ain't no chef out here better than we can tear up in this kitchen. None of that. This block ain't gonna be nothing without Yaya, nigga. They done destroyed a legend, bruh. This young man, who goes by Snow, spent lots of time in McAtee's shop. And like many other here, he had never-ending stories about McAtee's generosity, his presence, and the gaping hole his death leaves. No lie. There's no 26 without Yaya. McAtee was known for his barbecue. He owned a small restaurant here at this intersection and fed passerby, police, and anyone who needed a bite to eat. He would leave meat on the grill at night for the homeless. He'd happily hand over a hot dog, even if you were short on cash. He was killed in a barrage of bullets fired by police and the National Guard. His brother, Marvin McAtee, said when the police and soldiers arrived, they began firing non-lethal pepper balls, and Yaya was reaching out the door of the shop to grab a cousin and pull him inside when he caught a bullet in his chest, a real bullet. It's like one of the most terrible losses I've ever had in my life, and I lost people, but never nothing like this, man, because he was my mentor, he was my rock. Didn't nobody ride for me like he did in my whole family like he did. And it's a terrible loss for me. Marvin is co-owner of the barbecue shop and says he plans to honor his brother's legacy, cooking food and playing music. Well, we'll set up here and play old school music and they young music and keep it all the way, you know, whatever I like. Keep it just as it is, you know. He's a good man. He's a good, he's a good man, man. As the night wore on and the imposed curfew of 9 p.m. came and went, no police had shown up. But people wondered constantly if they would, and if they did, what would happen? The night was incredibly peaceful, but just before 11 p.m., a fire broke out atop Dino's Food Mart, a convenience store right at the intersection. Firefighters showed up, police and the National Guard were right behind them. And for less than an hour, the police and soldiers monitored the scene, some with rifles, some without. People stood on the sidewalks filming, wondering how the night would end. And they got their answers shortly after the flames were extinguished. The Humvees pulled away and police were soon to follow. Cheers erupted from the crowd and the night carried on. The only thing missing was Yaya's barbecue. For WFPL News, I'm Jake Ryan.